Easy parking with Easy Trip. Now available at Dundrum Town Centre. So you can now use your toll tags to park in our car parks. Simply register at easytrip.ie forward slash parking. Easy parking with Easy Trip. Dundrum, where more happens. Welcome to Naming, Naming it. it, where we discuss pop culture, current events, and how they relate to the way that we live our lives, all through the lens of two black psychologists. Naming It is dedicated to acknowledging the elephant in the room, validating the lived experience of people of color. Coming to you from the Bay Area, California, we thank you for joining us. I'm Dr. Bedford Palmer. And I'm Dr. Lamisha Hill. Music on Naming It is provided by Lee England Jr., the soul violinist. Good morning, evening, afternoon. Yeah. Welcome to Naming It. Welcome to Naming It, y'all. Episode 25. 25. It's a quarter. A quarter? Quarter. quarter. Oh, a quarter. Oh, sorry, I was using quarter. You got to really dialect. get in there, quarter. No, don't, don't, no, you just didn't understand. No, I didn't understand I'm you. Saying, Not you know, at all. Get your translation right. I mean, you know, I, mean, you know, I, I like mean, multiples like of five, so I just appreciate. Multiples of five? Yes. How's, you going to switch to numbers? We, well, I, I mean, it's whatever it is. Quarters. Okay, because I don't have any sports references for the number 25. I, did, I was talking about a quarter, like a. <laughs> I know you were talking cents. about a quarter, but usually when we talk about the numbers of, of the episode, we associate it to just numerical, mathematical. Like, like, like coins? No. Like what I was saying? <laughs> no. We've never referenced a monetary amount, except for that. I think I, I black would, woman on the dollar, or the golden dollar, or the golden hundred dollar. Anyway, that's the only money we ever. You mean the fake? Anyway, the fake black hey lady y'all, welcome. The fake money that you're okay. Welcome to naming it episode number twenty five. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Twenty five. We are joined today by a special guest, Malkia Chionesu. <laughs> you want to say hey? Hey. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> she is in the building, y'all. And I'm going to share a little bit more about Malkia, and then we can get into the episode. All right. So we're really excited to have you. Malkia is the training coordinator for Beats, Rhymes, and Life, an Oakland-based community organization created by Tomas Alvarez and Rob Jackson. And Beats, Rhymes, and Life serves youth between the ages of 12 and 24 with a mission to improve mental health and social outcomes among marginalized youth by using hip-hop as a catalyst for positive change and development. Malkia is an Oakland native. What part? East Oakland. Hey, now. (laughs) And strives to uplift her community with her positivity and light. We can see that in the room. Thank you. She has been involved with countless organizations around the Bay Area since since her high school years. And during high school, she was heavily involved with theater arts, teaching workshops, and acting in several theater pieces that she co-created. Yeah, I have a theater background and everything. Right. <laughs> you have like a favorite piece or play or role or stage? Um, when I was like the evil boss and I was trying to take over all the communities and build like 
big corporations and oh. stuff. It was definitely different from who I actually am. Okay. So it was really fun to play that kind of that kind of role. What was that like the the Trump biography or something? Uh-oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Okay. Well, we're going to get back to this bio before we get into to um 45. <laughs> as many have referenced him. I like I like 45. I think I'm going to stick with that. But anyway. Uh, anyway. Trump. So Trump ass Trump. In her early college years, Malkia co-facilitated ethnic studies and professionalism courses where she developed the curriculum. Wow. She is a graduate of California State University, East Bay, and has a degree in psychology. That's right. Oh, yeah. Air high five. (laughs) Snaps, snaps. Malkia is about to continue her education in organizational psychology in March. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And we'll, you know, maybe you can hang out with us a little bit and we'll get you on the counseling site. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get you yeah. on, the, on the right path. That. Yeah. The light side. See, I told you about that, right? <laughs> on the right path. On the right See, path. So quick, quick uh, subtext. So if y'all don't know, if you're not from the psych community or from counseling psych and IO, we tend to have this little joke because we use almost the exact same theories, except for the counseling psych people. We're focused on the individual and the worker and the IO people are trying to like help the man out. So uh, uh. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just, like, no, like, but if you're interested in either one, I mean, you, you know, one, you do therapy a lot. You do like a counseling psychology uh, identity is about doing therapy, whereas IO identity is about doing a lot of consulting and working with businesses. So it, uh, you know, both pieces are needed because if you don't have IO folks making sure your workplace is in order, then your workplace is going to suck, you know? So, um, yeah. That I, I don't Are you trying to, to convince her to become a counseling psychologist or not? I'm trying to convince everybody to become a counseling psychologist. Mm. It's the best. It's the best. I, you know, and if, I'm, if, I'm remember that. I'm just, I'm just telling you, if anybody out there got a problem with that, Come on to the show and we can argue it out. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if you if you want to get real with it, counseling psychology is the best. OK, that's yeah. a tangent. But nonetheless, we are super excited to have Melkia and Beats, Rhymes and Life with us today on the episode. And we'll get in more to the work that y'all are doing in Oakland and with the youth that you serve. Um, but we're going to start out with the top of the show with our traditions. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the, uh, it's, uh, yeah. I have to keep us on task. No, it's not the task. It's like how you like you you're, you run up to it and you're just like our traditions. And I was like, I feel like I I'm passing. In. Yes, I'm passing the yeah. proverbial microphone. The, you don't have to pass it. It's right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a while. We it's been two weeks, so I haven't had to give you a hard time in a while. I see you're you're making up for it. But, oh, yeah. but while we do that, let's get into some shout outs. Okay. Shout out. Uh shout out to I want to give a shout out to our new uh we had some new reviews on iTunes. Um and so we uh again we we if you want to leave us a review, go to iTunes and go to the iTunes store and uh leave us one of those nice four or five star reviews um uh, like that's what we've been having, so why mess up a streak? Um, so Phil Epstein uh, says, great perspective, and says, I really enjoyed hearing their take on the discussed topics, uh, just in general, but also from the black perspective. They sounded comfortable with each other and with the podcast format. I'm deaf gonna listen to more. And then in parentheses, it says, 
I'm a middle-aged white guy. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. I like that. I like oh, that. Appreciate you. Know, cross-cultural. Uh, and then the next one is Gold Gales, and it's by Ryback. Oh, Rye Bakes is aging. I think is what they're they're doing there. Um, and it's uh, Dr. Bedford Palmer is a grad professor at my college. Uh, St. Mary's College, and I have the most, the utmost respect for him. I like this person. Uh, <laughs> every time I talk with him, I learn something extraordinary, and this podcast only exemplifies that. I do not personally know Dr. Lamisha Hill, who is equally excellent and funny as well. See you in there. Thank and you. Um, as a biracial person of Black ancestry, I really love unlearning what whiteness has taught me, and it's refreshing to listen to. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. That's right? that's awesome. very that's awesome. Serious, Thank right? you so much. At first, I thought you know Bedford's head was going to swell up so large that it was wow. going to get out the door. Wow. But you know there was balance. And what I want to say is that as he was reading that, you could see the glow on his face. So um, I know I could see that you appreciated it. So thank mm, you. Kind of like the glow about the dude from from a. Uh, what was that movie? What is that movie? I don't know, but I can see his face. Yeah, the man is fine. <laughs> oh, what's what's the movie that just came out? The Moonlight. Moonlight. Is he Moonlight uh, too? Yes, he's fine. What's that brother's name? I don't know. I need to hook you up. Uh, he might be married. We're not talking about hooking up. I can just compliment him on his fineness. I'm sorry. With no yeah. other expectations <laughs> Yo, for you, anything you more. A, you a, you a, a accomplished doctor. I, I think you had a shot. So I'm just saying. <sighs> uh, well. Well, yeah. Well, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> is what we're going to do with that. And I want to give a shout out to Rich from Paychecks and Balances podcast. Whoop, whoop. What up, Rich? We met over at the Watermark Conference in Silicon Valley and connected over our shared interest in podcasting. Rich is part of the Oakland Pod gang, and we'll look forward to connecting and learning more from each other and being on. Team Oakland Pod Gang. All right, Oakland Pod Gang, let's go. All right, Malkia, who do you want to shout out? I want to shout out Beats, Rhymes, and Life, all the staff there. Um, Rob Jackson, our uh, executive director, Um, our lead clinician, John Gill, Um, our man that's holding down basically everything in the org, Jonathan Kim, and then also our newest addition to our team, uh, Tez. So, um, yeah, just want to shout out to them and my mom. Oh, Hi, mom. Hey, mom. And didn't did y'all just get a new endorsement or something like that on your website? Or are you using something new? New oh, logo or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah, we did. And yeah. you're definitely involved in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, So... Uh, recently, the Alameda County Psych Association Ooh. also uh, endorsed uh, Beats, Rhymes, and Life as a, a wonderful uh, part of our mental health community that's doing really strong, effective work. Uh, so I wanted to throw that out there. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 ACPA. ACPA, y'all. And BRL. Well, BRL most because y'all here. You know, I guess we're here too, but you know. Uh, so... Where are we at now? We're on to our check-ins. Check-ins. Is that... Do you want to check in on anything? I'm, I'm... I've just been ripping and running. Okay. Ripping and running. Ripping and running. I mean, all Popping kinds of stuff. Ripping and running. Jumping and punching? Just ripping and running. Schedule is on Weren't you max. ripping and running at, like, a conference with, like, with, like, uh, Viola Davis? Yes! And, like, yes! Yeah, that's 
last week I was out at the Watermark conference where I met Rich. Okay, okay, and that's why you we didn't we didn't have time because you were at the thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I see you trying to throw a little shade there, but elegant um, shade. Uh, yeah, elegant. that's like he, a, he a, a very a very all. lovely lampshade. Yeah, no, you know, it's like it's kind of like a perfume. It's like elegant shade. <laughs> anyway, if y'all have not heard Viola Davis speak. Um, I would highly encourage you to do so. Uh, I knew her in her role as an actress, but I never knew anything about her history and her life story. And it was really, really powerful. And she spoke about being honest in our mess and in our truth, uh, particularly about like her role as in, uh, with Fences. Mm. And she shared about how she uh, gave an interview. And this interviewer was, you know very, I would say, conservative and traditional. And I'm not certain what their ethnic background was, but she kind of painted them as this. When she kind of imitated them just in vocal terms, it was like this more of an uptight personality. Mm -hmm. And the interviewer said something to her to the effect of like, well, how could you play somebody who, you know, takes in the child of another woman? Like, where did you have to go to like really, you know, access that? And Viola's response was pretty much. Yeah. Sideways look, but but in her response, she she put the question back on her and she said, well, how would you connect with a character like that? And the response from the interviewer was very dismissive and, oh, you know, well, my life is two together. And, you know, I would never, I would never. And so so she had talked about, you know, the importance of owning our truth in Mm -hmm. all of our mess um, and and how in being honest in our truth, it creates true empathy and connectedness. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I just appreciated her on that. So I'm thank you, that. Viola. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, and it's, there's, I mean, I know you like went to pains to like not go racial on there, but I think there is like a, a racial identity piece, a cultural piece that has to do with this in terms of blended families mm-hmm. and how um, traditionally, like family had not did not have to be about blood. You know, it's, yeah. it's I. I when to answer that question, if I was going to answer that question, not that I can play the role or that I'm anywhere near that, mm-hmm. but I only have to go back to my grandma, you know, because she raised mm-hmm. some people that weren't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just the way that it is, you know, you, you take in, it's just like she said, she, you take in the kid, the kid needs a, a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no other option. Right. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, so. Yeah, you went out. Uh, what you got? We got. We got any uh, check-ins? Any kind of events that are popping off from Be- Beats, Rhymes, and Life? Well, we just actually had an event last night, which was so successful. Just seeing all the youth like come together and just perform all the songs they recorded, and um, seeing their families come out for them. They we treat them like celebrities. We have a little like party bus limo for them. They get out. Everybody's outside clapping for them. Red carpet, everything like that. Um, and I mean, they killed it. It was like. I mean, people, you know, they'd be like, oh, like, oh, what, what is it like? It's a hip hop concert. That's what it's like. It's it's super dope. So wonderful. Yeah, we just had that um, yesterday. And um, our upcoming event is actually in May, May 18th. So we'll have another showcase, um, which we're going to have probably about. Ooh, probably like eight different groups perform. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be at the Brava um theater in san francisco so right. that's gonna be cool so, so we gonna get an invite to that one? Oh yeah of course okay. that's what's you guys can sit yeah. you know first row oh so hey now hey now hey now that was a little bit more the elegant shade i was throwing out there mm-hmm. i know <laughs> I, I caught that you know 
No, that's what's up. Um, Are you going to make a new a new fragrance line, Elegant Shade? I didn't come up with that. No, this is like I'm using a reference from the um, the Denzel podcast. Oh, okay. And so, and it's from Viola Davis. That's why. Okay, so sorry I didn't give the context for the folks who are Denzelites and they know this. Since I'm a Denzelite and I love Denzel's uh, pod, or actually W. Kamal Bell and uh, Kevin Avery's podcast about Denzel. Um, there's this whole deal about like how Viola Davis came out at. Was it the Oscars when she or when she it wasn't the Oscars? She won an Emmy, I think, and she basically just lamb blasted everybody, and she mm-hmm. like just threw out this elegant shade, and like it was it was like she just shaded everything so well, and it was so well done that they just they they coined it elegant shade, mm-hmm. and so um, and it might have been Ava DuVernay on. The podcast who coined it. Okay. Uh, so mm-hmm. there you go, full circle, right? Wonderful. And if any of the people that we just mentioned ever get a, get <laughs> get any kind of notion that we exist, we will just we will come to you. We'll figure out how to get you on the podcast. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So we're ready for the next segment. Yeah. Why you keep looking at me like that? Because we're trying to get back in the flow. I never left the flow. <laughs> All right. Well, you just play the jams, please. Play the jams. For what? Oh, we're doing what's going on now? You just jumped into it. We, we Usually we say the, the whole deal and you're just going to say play the jams like I'm supposed to know. Play the jams. Fine. So go ahead. Y'all do that. What's going on? <laughs> hey. No, we know. What's going on? <laughs> you just click that and use that for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is going on, y'all? What's going on? Uh, well, I know that it's what is it twenty days. I, I'm into not even nonsense. counting. Uh, it's 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 you wake up. It's Groundhog Day of a nightmare. Is what <laughs> it is. Let's just be real. Groundhog Day. That'd be like it is Groundhog Day. Like Groundhog Day last year would have been cool. Like <gasps> not this year because then we'd be reliving oh over goodness. and over. That's how it feels. Same, yeah. You wake up and you're like, did this really happen? Like what it else? did. <laughs> it for real did. Uh, is this really going on? Oh, is there something funny happening right now that we can like jump to before we get into this fool? Uh, like what's uh? Yeah, I guess not. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's, that's sad. And the last no, no, any lighthearted comedy? No, I don't think there's there's much going on in that direction. Um, but I ain't got nothing. So we'll just jump right into it. I, I, you know, I think uh, the thing that we were gonna bring up and talk about um if you've been on our twitter feed or pay attention to our social media you might have caught um me getting into a little bit getting on my soapbox doing a little rant about uh, a recent uh issue that's come up around one of our reps uh rep ted lu uh from he's a democratic rep from california uh and has been planning to file or has filed a bill that would require the White House to have an in-house psychiatrist um, with the idea, the under the under tone undertone of this is that uh, there's something, some, something's wrong with Donald Trump in terms of his mental health mm-hmm. and that we need someone who can diagnose him. Um, and a lot of people have been kind of reveling in this idea that Donald Trump has some sort of mental illness. There's been, say, we talked on a, on a podcast the last episode, we mentioned briefly that there are some psychologists who have been writing, like, kind of false diagnosis of, of him, mm. saying that he's narcissistic. And actually, they had, like, some sort of extra, it wasn't even, like, an actual diagnose, diagnostic 
they had narcissism, but they called it like some extra thing that's not in the DSM. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's problematic, you know. Well, what if you add the word features behind the term? I mean, that's mm. so that'd be a way for psychologists to talk to psychologists and other <laughs> mental health providers. Talk. Elegant shades. Um, <laughs> but you could, how, how can you how can you say that he has features if you've never been in front of him and done a real diagnostic? Like how you know that it's not all just an act. I'm just I'm just playing the middle zone here, and I'm just letting letting the audience know that that features, or what's another way that we might put it sometimes. Uh, I think features is probably the most commonly used term to reflect this uh, supposition of various mental health or mental disorder characteristics uh, without actually claiming any diagnostic foundations. But aren't you already implying that there's a diagnostic foundation? If you it is that, definitely so? implication. Mm-hmm. It's an implication. And I don't know if it's like legally binding or like libel. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like from an ethical perspective, it's completely unethical. Mm. Um, I mean, it's it, it, just if you talk about the the whole uh, principles, right? We're not supposed to harm people and we're supposed to benefit people. Mm-hmm. So what 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 what's the benefit of throwing out a uh diagnosis a diagnosis that's not accurate or valid uh, and what harm can it do mm-hmm. you know um, the thing I've been saying online is that it's it benefits people's egos and it makes them feel good you know because you call him you basically are in you're using that as a way to insult this guy mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's where the problem is you so think? you could insult him just on some other more valid points. Well, you can say, Rather than making suppositions about his mental health. Well, I'm just saying you can call him a little-handed, you know, orange monster if you want to. I, but like he, what I, I guess where I would go with this, and 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 you know, give me some feedback if you can. Like, uh, but you for, can't call him a narcissist because is narcissism a bad thing? Is 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 a person who has narcissistic personality disorder? Are there is there some is is that like something that we would want them to feel bad about? See, here's where I I don't know if I can reflect back on that particular comment, but there are certain perhaps psychologically rooted terms that are in just general vocabulary. And I don't know if you can say you're a narcissist like you're an asshole or like you're a jerk, right? Mm-hmm. In the same sort of like personality characteristics. You're not a nice person, you know, like whatever kind of mm, adjectives you might use to describe somebody. I feel like narcissism and being narcissistic is more of an can be more of an adjective as opposed to a specific diagnosis. I mean, unless you have a a, unless you're a psychologist or a psychiatrist or MFT or some other mental health worker, because as soon as we start talking, you know, we have to be careful with our words. And I and I and I would go so far as if you're a lay if you're a lay person who knows what it means and you, you mean it that way and you're trying to imply that you're in quotations that he's in quotations crazy, then you're use you're not you can't fall you can't go behind that. That's like you can't hide behind this idea that it's just like part of the normal vernacular. Like you're you no, know, I'm saying that it's wrong for you to pretend as though this guy has a mental illness, and you're saying, well, it doesn't always mean mental illness, but you meant that, kind of like he meant Muslim ban, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're just kind of trying to find another way to say jerk. Yeah, but are people who have mental illness jerks? 
But are all... Does the term narcissist undoubtedly reflect a mental illness? Does the adjective narcissist equate to a mental illness? Well... I think. Sorry, we're. Yeah, I don't know, but if you, but if you like, well, I, maybe no, this is. Yeah. Hey, namers, call us up. Six zero seven. You name it. Let us know what you think. No, no, don't yes. call us. No, I don't. Yes. Want, do not call us and tell us your opinion <laughs> on this because there's facts, and there, there, we're not going into no alternate facts on this. I know that a narcissistic. You know. Per, yeah, I, you calling it a narcissistic personality disorder? That that's is, what. But that's what the that's what the psychologists are. They actually diagnosed him and they put it in. They put it in print and they they sent it out to well, to the media outlets. Well, they're wrong for that. Oh, that's what I'm so saying. So, are they doing that to justify the things that he's doing? Is this is this why they're oh, doing Oh, that's a good that? question. Like, are they using it? Yeah, that's a... Well, they're saying it explains it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it, I guess, like, the thing that... There's two pieces. One, it's unethical. I feel like just as a professional, I have a hard time with other professionals who are in our, in our field doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece is it's inaccurate. And... He, I think that it's like what you were saying in terms of is it make them responsible or not, right? Mm-hmm. If if I have a mental health disorder and my disorder, like, it it exhibits itself in certain behaviors, mm-hmm. then there is a little bit of a reduction of responsibility for, for, for having the disorder. You know, if, I, if I'm, you know, anxious and it makes me if, – if, you know – if I am a person who has a paranoid uh, delusion mm-hmm. and you close the door on me and then I freak out, right, then, you know, it's not really my fault that I'm I'm having this problem because what you just did is you trapped me in with monsters, you know, mm-hmm. like that's what's going on in my head. If you. If it's not that, though, if the person doesn't have a mental health disorder and you close the door and suddenly they start beating on people, then the person is just violent and aggressive and they have some sort of other problem. You know, what if Trump is just a jerk? You know, what if he's just an asshole? You know, what if he's just a selfish, horrible person who's doing selfish, horrible person stuff? And he's 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 enacting that on our on our country right now. He's just this privileged, rich kid who got a bunch of stuff that he wanted, has done a bunch of poor, horrible things, has has molested women, has has discriminated against black people, has uh, mm-hmm. called judges crazy stuff, has been mm-hmm. racist against, like, uh, uh, immigrants and, like, uh, Mexican immigrants and Muslim immigrants and xenophobic. Maybe he's just a bad person and it has nothing to do with mental illness. What about that? It could be, yeah. Why are y'all so quiet, man? I'm not quiet. You just got on your Bedford rant. And I, I I'm trying not you, to. You got on your Bedford rant, and I think it's a, you make a great point that to shroud what we can name, honestly, behind things that are coded in language and in meaning and that create, like you said, perhaps these places of ethical violations is not purposeful. So use the evidence as it exists to say and to call and to name what it is that's going on. Right. His attitudes towards the Central, was it the Central Park Five? Central Park Five, yeah. yeah. Right? And all of the hateful, mean-spirited things that he said about them then, which resulted in, un, you know, undue process and criminal justice. 
inequities. Bias and, exactly. You know, like, All of those things to their experience, no apology. They were locked up, encountered any, you know, and then you have the fallout in their own individual personal lives, right? Right. That That is discrimination against African-American men. Well, that mean, is he, what it is. And he did the housing discrimination yes. stuff, too, right? So, so to use those, like, and I think that what we're saying is there's enough evidence to not have to go and dig around and tool around in these ways where we are skirting around an issue. Use the evidence to say and to reflect what it is that's accurate. Mm -hmm. That a ban on specific communities of Muslim origin and majority religious faith is... It's a Muslim ban. It's it's what the courts, what the unanimous court decision said. It's not... It's not... um, it's just real talk. What we're gonna, what we should focus on is what we see, and not mm-hmm. like go into this like wistful place. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. You know, we like whimsy doesn't belong in this conversation, and I think that like a lot of yep. mental health care professionals, we when we're talking by ourselves, when the door is shut, when we're at we're at the bar with our little drink <laughs> and stuff, we talk all kinds of smack about all kinds of different people using diagnostics. Yes, which is completely inappropriate. And it's one of the first mm-hmm. things that we're told in our first diagnostic course: don't do this, don't go home, don't yeah. do this to your partner, don't right. do this to your friend. This is why, if you know any <laughs> mental health professionals. There are some friends that they lost when they were going through their program. <laughs> it might not be their best friend. It might be and it might be a relationship so, partner or something yeah. like that. Because you go out and you say, oh, I know what's wrong with you. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm saying. So we it know not so to do that. It is so hard. Ain't nothing. I'm shaking my head. But yes, it's true, right? And particularly if you come back to the tenets of our discipline, which is that to utilize our diagnostic criteria to support and to create space for healing, not a place of oppression or, or uh, demonizing. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, if you want to get like super deep with it, all the diagnostics aren't real. Mm. I mean, just real talk. They're just categories that we put together to understand constellations and sim- systems, right? Absolutely. Symptoms. Absolutely. So your depression versus other person's depression or this other person's depression can look really different, but we know that uh, it's kind of close and this treatment will probably work. Mm-hmm. So if we're not and talking... there's enough statistical evidence to right. cluster it up in a way right. to say... This is what it is. This is what it is. <laughs> exactly. Right? And the whole point, like you said, is healing. Mm-hmm. So if we're not going to... if. if if these people aren't trying to step up and like actually heal this cat, right? Right. Then what's the point of throwing the diagnostic except exactly. for to insult them? And if we're gonna be out insulting folks, what does that do to everybody else who's out there who's dealing with severe mental health issues? Exactly. Right. Agree. So and so this brings us. I think this kind of brings this conversation over um, to the idea of like mental health stigma, and I think that that's a huge problem for every like like. Uh, marginalized community Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i mean there's a piece about them not trusting us which again if someone's being unethical then how they're going to trust us right but there's other piece about i don't want to have that diagnosis i don't want to have that label right yeah you know so up next on real talk we'll dig into destigmatization mental health and music as a form of healing featuring malkia of beats rhymes and life all right, real talk. Real talk. Here we go. All right, let's go. Real talk. Real talk. Let's get it going. Beats, yeah. rhymes, and life. Yeah. Destigmatization. Wait. What? I was I was like getting ready to do a rap. Oh, you gonna oh. drop some bars? No, not anymore. 
Oh. You kind of you kind of killed the ball. Just just four bars. What are they? What's that that baseball term? Is it bulking? Bulk? Yeah. Is that a baseball term? Yeah. When the pitcher steps off the mound and fakes that he's going to throw the ball. I didn't know that was a baseball term. Yeah. That You just taught me something. I know bulk. I've used that word, but I never knew it came from there. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. baseball term. Wow. wow. You know, GRE words. Go ahead. Any of the GRE. Look, that's because I'm a, I'm a fair weather mm-hmm. athletic fan. And you gotta know enough about all the sports you went to, to, to you pretend. Went, you went to one of them good suburbs. No, 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 no. You gotta know enough about each of the sports so that you can actually like get into it mm-hmm. when it's time to get into it. Yeah, that's not what people focus on. Like, I, like I in football, like the the most favorite, like you know, umpire signal is safety. There's no umpire. What do no they call them? referees? Whatever. There's no umpire. <laughs> <sighs> Let's not oh, talk about gosh. football and these Patriots one more time. That's what we could have oh. talked about. But and nobody <laughs> wants to see the Patriots win again. But it was kind of amazing. What? No. What? Amazing? I mean, you got to think about... You gotta think about oh, the fact we're that we're not even gonna explain it, so let's move on. Can't explain that. <laughs> How do you explain what? I was just gonna say, like, you know, I I was totally not interested in watching the Super Bowl and I found it something that was excellent background noise to take a nap to. However, I did wake up late in the fourth quarter when I realized that they were gonna make a run for it and they were probably gonna win, which I thought all along, which is why I didn't want to watch the game in the first place. Well, and I mean, then sure enough. Here they come, marching back down the field. I don't know. I mean, that was that was so disappointing. I don't I don't know what to say to it because um, I was real happy, and there's no way you should come back from that kind of deficit. And then they did. I will say that I have to remember that this is also the team that got in trouble for reading people's lips and like basically getting like game plans from looking across the field, and also the team that had problems with inflating balls at the wrong mm-hmm. inflation. So is it likely that something different happened that changed the, the course of the game? I don't know. I usually look at statistics and look at data points, and I have at least two data points of inappropriate behavior that led to wins that weren't deserved. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to call it an asterisk now and wait for it to come out in the news. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And by the way, there's like five like players, brothers, who are on, on the team who, who refuse to go see Trump. So, hmm. yeah. Mm, anyway. Mm, anyway, back to real that's talk. like, so not what we were going into. We weren't, Sorry. but, you know, we needed to get it there. We, you know, we kind of forgot about it. Well, let's, let's talk about what we came to talk about. Okay. Because I'm well, still mad about Super Bowl. Um, all right. So, we, again, are here with Malkia from Beats, Rhymes, and Life. And we want for you to just share a little bit more about your organization and some of the things that y'all are doing in the community. Yes, please. Definitely. Well, let me start with how we basically got started. Um, as we said, like before, uh, Tomas Alvarez and um, Rob Jackson, they came together and they created these rap therapy programs at starting at Berkeley High. And it kind of started with Tomas Alvarez. He was a social worker up at the school and, he, you know, he was counseling the students and everything and they didn't really want to talk to him about nothing and he's like well like what am I doing wrong you know mm-hmm. but you know he got out on the the yard and everything where you know during lunchtime and he realized he's like hold on they're ciphering you know they're rapping they're talking about the stuff I need them to talk about and he's mm-hmm. like 
this is what we're going to do. And him and um, Rob came together. And Rob is actually, um, he has a, a background in teaching. Um, and also he's a hip hop artist himself, rapper. And they came together and they started doing these programs. And this is like what we see today in mm-hmm. terms of our therapeutic activity groups, which we call tags. So I'll be referencing tags um, in terms of like the program that the youth go through. Um, so we've been doing this work since 2004. I've been involved for about five years now. Wow. Um, okay. Definitely doing like background work, um, administration, planning like the showcases. So wrapping up the whole tag program and having that you perform as I talked about. Um, so that's it's definitely been an honor doing that. So th- let me ask you this now. Mm-hmm. Do you perform? Do you can you drop a few bars? Um, I can, but I won't. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Why everybody want to be shy on the microphone when they step in the name Check of the booth? One two one two. No, I'm just <laughs> if I don't want to sing. Now Kia don't want to drop no bars. Y'all always making me sing. I know I'm off key. I know I got no rhythm. I sang what? on the podcast before. I've sung. I've had my singing moment. You, you got no rhythm. Played saxophone, band. You had to march. Don't give me any of that. Come on now. We've even been you out. Have maps we've and we've you even have been out. Lamisha can cut her. She can cut a rug too. <laughs> I, she, I saw the electric slide. She wasn't off. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> they so, see their steps to that. That's called really. Have to have rhythm to get with the steps. Anyway, y'all. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just saying. You know, if, if anybody else, if any of our listeners, if any of the crew from Beats Rhymes and Life hear this and say, you know, what, I would love to drop some bars on the naming it microphone. You are welcome in the naming it booth anytime. Actually, we do have some bars that have been dropped, um, and uh, we. Uh, They've been furnished, and apparently we're we're allowed to play it. So uh, yeah. why don't we play a little bit of what 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 they're uh, what they 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 produce for us? Wonderful. Okay. Free myself. Why these rappers got you thinking that it's cool to be ignorant? Meanwhile, they learn the game and play you like Nintendo. Learn some more and you be getting dough. Not getting locked up like my pops was. Be different. You could be the story of living. Not dying young. You could be the hope for the children. The light in the dark. The spark for the heart. If you don't believe in yourself, then just pretend it's a start. Rose from the bottom, but we came for the peace. Feel free to judge, cause we came for the streets Me, I don't know why they hate, but Guarantee it's okay We the roses that rose from concrete Wow. So make, sure, so make sure you visit our YouTube because we have, you know, our videos of our showcases and some of the music videos we did for the youth on there. So you can get to see that 
with your own eyes. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna put that. We're, we're definitely gonna put that up on our stream. I, y'all, what you're what you're not seeing, uh, you might be hearing how well produced it is and how skilled the uh, the, the the wordsmiths are, but you're not seeing how beautiful the actual video is. Uh, and whoever did the cinematography for that, which is gorgeous, yeah. that red rose. Yeah, it's actually um, one of the youth that he actually was part of one of our programs. So we try to make sure it goes full circle. The youth um, that are in our program come back and they work with us. And yeah, he's an excellent videographer and photographer. So what's his name? His name is Carlos. Carlos. Does Carlos have like a little business or something we can find out real quick? <laughs> I mean, you know. I gotta get his, you know, card and okay, stuff okay. like that. Okay, right, yeah, Carlos. Yeah, Good Carlos. for what's to push you to work, clearly. Yeah. Yo, Carlos. <laughs> wow. Hey, I had a little photography piece what I was doing when I was in when I was in uh, grad school. So it's a. Uh, you know, as an unprofessional professional, I didn't do nothing as nice as that. So go ahead, bro. Yeah. Uh, so uh, our YouTube is B R L I N C. So you could just look that up. All right, B R L I N C. And the video and the song that we're referencing is called what? Um, Rose from the concrete. Rose from, Rose from concrete. concrete. Absolutely, right. that's right. So, Malkia, our next question for you is to really better understand the population that y'all serve and curious if you can kind of give us some insights to what are some of the things and the themes that come up for the youth that you serve in terms of any of the challenges that they're experiencing uh, and how it might present itself? Yeah, definitely. Um, A lot of what we see is a lot of um, the youth experience a lot of trauma through violence. Um, and it's definitely, you know, like even as, you know, close as like siblings, parents, like it's it's definitely um a lot of about what they write about. A lot of stuff that they write about um, is uh, definitely like violence in their communities and also just how they're affected by that. Um, mm-hmm. Just recently, um, one of the young women in our program she was talking about how the world sees her you know and Mm -hmm. she's um a dark-skinned um black girl and she was just talking about like why do people see me in this light as why do they see me in this way like they don't know my heart you know and that really like stuck with me and they talk about everything that we kind of see manifest and just what's going on in the world you know Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like this mini through our little mini community (laughs) we see that um through like our little mini community we kind of see like the world in Mm -hmm. that you know and that translate in that way um but it's definitely a lot of we see a lot of trauma and also too we see a lot of like secondary trauma with the providers of you know that work with these youth um Mm -hmm. which we work with also um in addressing yeah and i just also want to talk about the courage for those individuals to be so transparent about their lived experiences and put that into an art form that they then share publicly right yeah definitely so So like um as a follow-up kind of could you tell us a little bit more about just how um the mental health support works with you guys like how that kind of fits in we have the artists and then we have our the clinicians and everything they come together and make um the team that goes into the therapeutic activity groups and work with the youth so 
um, a lot of times in different places is usually one person holds a role, the other person holds a role, but we like to cross train. Mm -hmm. So in terms of that, we make sure the artists know the, um, all the clinical base knowledge Mm -hmm. and the, um, clinicians know all the artists knowledge. And so whatever's going on, they can address it as is. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's definitely something, um, when I came into it, I was like, this is very innovative and unique because a lot of times you get hired for something. That's what you're doing. But we're like, no, you're a clinician. Yeah, you're going to have to write some bars, too. You're going to have to drop some bars. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah. So one of the other things that I have heard you say and others in the organization, specifically um, Rob Jackson, who received the award from ACPA on behalf of Beats, Rhymes, and Life for their commitment to service in our Alameda County community, um, but really this idea of magic and the term and the concept from at risk to at promise. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yeah. So when, you know, looking at the youth And just seeing, like, where they came from, you know, a lot of people would just look like, oh, like, they're from, you know, the bottom of the barrel. They -hmm. don't have anything. And this is how society is looking at them. But we're looking at them like, no, you are the future. You are the community. You are what makes, you're what's going to make things better in the future, you know, and we feel like giving them that voice through, you know, the mics that we have, through recording um, on the mics, on, you know, the on on their tracks, on the albums that they make. It's going to it's really going to allow them to really process what they're going through and know that they can like uplift ourselves. Because a lot of times it's like we think that we can go in like, oh, we're helping them. We're going to change their life. It's like, no, we're helping them have that voice and realize that. No, I actually can change my own life. I actually have the power within. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think it's even like what we tell a lot of times, like what we tell ourselves. It's like, oh, I'm great. Or, you know, um, some people are like, I'm not as great, you know, but it's like having them have that change in perspective. Like, no, I am great. I'm going to be great. I'm I'm working to be great. Mm-hmm. And letting go of like all that the negative things that like the media has told told them and a lot of them come in with this like oh I can't perform Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna be that good Mm -hmm. but it's like no you are gonna you are that good you know and it's like we work with you know we work with you um we're gonna work with you you're gonna um master you're gonna master this you know and it's just basically giving them that they're, you know, giving them themselves that voice, um, but also to like just realizing like they always had this. It's nothing right. that we gave or anybody could give you. You have it within mm-hmm. the power within. Wonderful. Yeah, it sounds like you really make a, a pretty a warm and, and nurturing space for folks to kind of come out and do the thing. Definitely. The artists we have, I mean, they're phenomenal, like. The way that they work with the youth, I I mean, I'm super impressed because I definitely come from more like the clinical background and also to like administrative. So I'm not working directly with the youth. I have before, which this is where I have this passion and feel like I know that what that magic feels like. Um, but the artists, they definitely push, push the youth, um, definitely, you know, process a lot of the stuff that they're going through with the youth. And I mean... 
you know, I'm definitely proud to work with a wonderful staff. That's awesome. One of the foundations here at Naming It is around social justice. And I wonder if you could share a little bit more about how you and the work that Beats, Rhymes, and Life does as it intersects with social justice. Yeah, it's definitely intertwined. Like, um, social justice and definitely in all the aspects of the work that we're doing. Um, I definitely was thinking, you know, what the biggest thing is with social justice is like the perspective. And it's understanding that we as an individual have to change our perspective in order to, you know, understand like we have to be socially responsible. Mm. And, and even how we work with the youth, we understand that every little thing we're doing, you know, through our tag model, um, which we go from talking about hip hop to talking about self to talking about the community. And we move from present I and mean, we move from the past into the present into the future of each of those mm-hmm. and those are the different modules that we have and we make sure they know the history of hip-hop they know the history of their self mm. and their community moving into what's going on presently in hip-hop presently in their own lives presently in the community mm-hmm. and they talk about their vision for hip-hop also themselves, also the community. And so it's showing them like you guys have the power to 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 do this, mm-hmm. you know, and we definitely it's definitely intertwined in like our our mission and everything yeah. that we're doing and like systems of change. And we know that we have to change the system um, and and also to um, make sure that the providers are youth centered, strength based and um, know that. They're affecting what what's going on with the youth too, and the work that they're doing. Right. Um, so we definitely are looking to change. Like we're working with um, Kings County Behavioral Health right now, mm-hmm. and that's just a part of it. It's like working with the counties that work with the youth to change kind of their their notion and their view of of the youth that they're working with. Yeah, wonderful. I heard some uh, one word that popped out uh, as you we were talking was strength based. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I really appreciate the use of that term. And I, that tells me a lot. I mean, anyone who, who understands this stuff will hear that as a code word, right? Because it, it's uh, the idea that um, you look at what's strong in people and you build on that as opposed to looking at what's, what's weak in them or what's wrong with them. And, uh, mm-hmm. Recently, there's a, a lot of folks who talk about positive psychology, but just to put it on the real, black psychology has been talking about strength psychology for the last mm-hmm. 40 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, positive psychology, I don't know when that first book came out, but it wasn't in 1968. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. moving forward. Check, uh, check. Yeah. So we have a classic question here on Naming It that we like to ask all of our guests. Yep. And that is that Naming It is dedicated to calling out the elephant in the room. Are there any elephants in the room that you like to call out, either what's going on in the world or in the work that you're doing, in the community, wherever you want to put it? I think it goes back to, you know, systems change. And one thing that we're doing that's that we're really focusing on is our academy program. And that's where a transitional age youth come in. And either they've been to college, they haven't, some like graduated, some just is trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we come, they come in and we teach them like uh, clinical theories and also to train them in their artist skills. 
And we actually just had one of our um, interns that graduated out of the academy. She's actually at uh, San Jose State. I'm doing her um, MSW program. So she was in the class and she came back to visit us. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm teaching the um, professor some things I just learned here. And we're like, what? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and just seeing kind of like, yeah, we're changing the system, like making sure that a lot of times the youth that may not have access to this this type of information mm-hmm. and knowledge that's going to get you through Life, You know, it's not like, oh, like this, you're going to learn this. Like a lot of times it's like, oh, I'm going to learn this when I go to college, you know. But we're like, no, we're going to teach you this because this is life skills, like learning how to learning about empathy. That's life skills. Um, You know, it's really going to change your life. And just looking at um, the intern that just finished. Um, it was just really impressive and it kind of, I guess, solidified like this is why we're doing this work, because even her being in her classes and knowing about the things that are actually going on in the community, she can be able to pass it along to our classmates so they can understand, like, actually, this is what's going on in underrepresented communities, not what they're telling you, you know, mm-hmm. like even looking at like diagnosis and all that type of stuff. Well, why is this happening? Let's go deeper. Like, why do um, why do we see you've come in with post-traumatic stress disorder and they haven't been to war? Mm-hmm. What is that about? You mm-hmm. know, so it's it's giving that, I guess, that flip and giving. Um, yeah, just like um, we usually work with like 18 to 24 year old um, transitional age youth and into the program. So it's pretty Pretty cool. So that's, I guess, the elephant in the room, I would say, our focus. Yeah. And for me, what stands out is that particularly, you know, emerging adults, it's not it's not over and it's not done yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, transitional age, you still need support. And how do we uh, make sure that there are accessible programs for them? And it's not this assumption that up you're over 18 or you're over 21, like Mm -hmm. get on out there and make it work. Yeah. But really still providing that scaffolding. Definitely. And a lot of the youth come out of our program, so they kind of already know, like, the model Mm -hmm. or a tag model, but also to just the way that we operate and the way that we want to pass along youth, um, transitional age youth, um, actually working with the youth in their community, um, changing that that dynamic, so. Uh it's 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 like listening to you talk about the 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 organization it makes it really clear that this isn't just like um you know just an artistic expression organization it's not mm-hmm. um about like the the rap is wonderful but it's not about the rap it seems like it's really about how do we engage and support these students and how do we get these folks to a space where they're going to be enriched and hip hop is one strategy exactly yeah cuz uh, you know if you look at it in terms of like the the stigma around like mental health, a lot of the youth are like, "Well, I'm not going to talk to this stranger about my problems. Like, mm-hmm. why I'm going to do that? Like, everything stays in the family. But if you create the family and through gr- our group therapy, um, mm-hmm. they get to talk to one another about what's going on, and it's in and it's in a casual way. It's not a intrusive like, oh well." 
what happened when you were five? Because then you're acting like this. It seemed like, you know, you got a lot of trauma going on. Like, no, it's not about that. It's more of like, oh, like, let's talk about, you know, let's talk about, let's just talk about it, right. you know? So hip the hip-hop piece of it and the rap therapy piece of it, the rap part of it is just to, it's just used as the catalyst for that to to dig deeper um and i mean they love it they eat it up <laughs> so what's up cool. we definitely appreciate you sharing your voice and your light with us here on naming it yeah. and beats yeah. rhymes in life big shout out for all the amazing work that you're doing if you all would if, if our listeners would like to donate or contribute to brl and the work that they're doing uh, we'll put up the links to their websites and you can support in many number of ways right all right, and what's the what's the website again? Uh, it is www.brl-inc.org. All right, thank you. Wonderful. Uh, so uh, does that that mean that it's time to do some self care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the self care tip of the week. The self care tip of the week is the power of the spoken word. The power of spoken word. Forms of poetry, including spoken word and hip-hop, came from resilience. An I Am poem is a type of poem that is commonly used to help people explore their identities. When we talk about self-care, we can tend to focus on just making ourselves feel better and distracting ourselves from discomfort. Sometimes, a better route is to get congruent. An I Am poem is a poem that can be any length, but each line begins with the statement, I Am. You can use positive self-statements grounded in truth to reaffirm your identity. So drop a few bars of I am and remind yourself who you really are. I know I am. I know I am. Who I want to be. <laughs> when you work hard. No, I don't know. Uh, no, that's what's up. That's, that's, uh, I think that's powerful, right? Like that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's hip hop right there. I feel like. Uh, what do you think? What do you think over there? Oh, that's hip hop. That's hip hop. That's hip hop. <laughs> I mean, that's I like am. like b boys on the street doing mm-hmm. their thing. How many stacks on stacks do I have? Right, but if we go back to the magic of it, the magic, and we talk mm-hmm. about the magic of the youth to really get down and claim who you are in all ways that maybe people can't see, don't want to see because of all the lenses of bias, unconscious bias. Uh, oppression, racism, etc. All the isms, right? All of that magic is inside and people know that it's there and to empower folks to really claim their truth in that way. If you step into your power, you step into your light. It's powerful. Yeah. What's up? That's some of that Tony stuff. Pepper, I'm gonna get you. No, that's some of that Lamisha stuff. Okay, that's some of that Lamisha stuff, right? Remember the first was it one of the first episodes I talk about, right? Okay, I don't remember this long time ago. My my little my this little light of mine story. Oh yeah, that's true. You shine your light upwards. Shine your light upwards. I remember that. That Turn it on as bright as you want it to be. Okay, but you cast it upwards. All right. If y'all can't hear it in her voice, she is uh, throwing the. She got she got a couple daggers from I'm the serious. eyes. Now, I am serious. The, I, I tell people me. because it's it's the truth. Because there's so many spaces in the world, and I was thinking about it today. You know, uh, even my time in graduate school, 
and how damaging it is to your spirit to turn your light down. Mm. Yeah. Because when you need it, you're not going to be able to find it. And you're going to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure out where all the mechanisms are and how to get it turned back on. And so to encourage people at a young age and to continue that encouragement over that time to, for them to be able to shine their light brightly, that's, that's, that's so important. Yeah. Sounds like you named it just now. Yeah. Told me. <laughs> that's like my favorite quote um, by uh, Marilyn Williamson. Yep. It's like, don't like give people permission. Shine mm-hmm. your light. So mm-hmm. you're giving people permission to shine theirs. Yep. All right. So, okay. Power, power of shining your light. Power of spoken word. Yeah. Call back to the to the first episode. Yeah. Um, so is that it for this week? Or, that is or it we? for episode number 25. Episode 25. Whoop, whoop. In the books. In the, <laughs> no. No. Are we are not over adding here. The, we no, in you the can't. Books. See what. Yeah, get in the books. See, we, is it in the crate? In front of <laughs> is it in the book or is it in the crate? No, because you try. put it in the crate then? You, you are trying <laughs> to put it in the bag. We got it in the bag. <laughs> she, no, Lamisha is right now trying to use. Uh, 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 like the context of the, this episode to justify an earlier episode where she said this books thing and I got on her because it didn't make no sense. But now it's in the record, so now it's making sense. You're gonna say it a third time, and it's suddenly, you, I know what you're doing. It makes I see a lot you. Of sense. I see you. I know exactly what you're doing with that. So for our neighbors. If you got any questions for us, or if you want your voice to be heard on the show, please give us a call at 607-YOU-NAME-IT. Leave us a message, drop your Twitter handle, and where we can find you, uh, and we can share your voice. Yeah, yeah. And for details um, about the topics mentioned in this episode, check out our website, namingitpodcast.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Naming It Podcast. And again, for beat. Beats Rhymes in Life for their website is it brl dot slash dash inc dot org. There it is. And where, where can we find you on Twitter at? Um, Hip Hop Therapy and on Instagram at Hip Hop Therapy. All right. And if you like what you heard, leave a review. Uh, if you want us to discuss a specific topic, send us a message, tweet us, um, and we'll try to incorporate that. And you can find me on Twitter at Lamisha Hill. And where can we find you? Uh, I'm at DRBF Palmer. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, uh, just a quick shout out to hashtag uh, True Blue California. We're trying to do some some stuff, uh, get some some political action stuff. So look it up, and you'll find that that out. I ain't gonna spend more time on it. All right. All right. And to close this out, we want to thank our music on Naming It, provided by Lee England Jr., the soul oh, violinist. Uh, that's what's up. All right, so is that it for Naming It? Today? That's it, y'all. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much for coming. It was a pleasure. Next time we're going to get you to drop some bars. <laughs> drop some bars, y'all. Maybe. We keep naming it. Peace. Yay.